welcome back to the CSULB Math and Staff Podcast. I'm here with Ricky Lee, graduate student, and so can you please introduce yourself um, if you're TAing for any classes and what, what they are, where you went for undergrad, and why you chose to go to Cal State Long Beach. Um, all right, so my name is Ricky Lee. I am a TA for Business Calculus. In undergrad, I went to UCLA. And in undergrad, I studied applied math with the intention of going into actuarial science. But then um, once I learned more about it, I decided it's not for me. And originally I was looking at Long Beach to get a teaching credential. But then while looking around on the website, I ran into Dr. Blair's homepage. I thought the research that he did was really cool. And so I decided to come here for a pure math master's with the hope of doing a research for Dr. Blair. That's crazy. Um, why did you choose UCLA as the undergrad? Well, I chose it because I had a cousin that went there okay. and he really enjoyed his time. Okay. Also, um, you know, they have strong programs overall. Yeah. And I also had some friends in high school who were also going. Yeah. Did you have a, did you get taught by Taryn Tao? Was he there yet? Yeah, the, I the took legendary. <laughs> yeah, I, I did take real analysis by Terrence Tao in my final semester. <laughs> it was a it was a tough class, yeah, but sure. learned a lot. Also. Yeah. Um, why yeah. why actuarial science? Was it just like because you can make a bunch of money in it, or did you just like? So that was, <laughs> yeah, that was a part of it. Um, okay. I'd also enjoyed my probability classes, so okay. that seemed like a natural extension. Also, um, up until that point, I was a bit naive. I heard that you pass exams and then you get like raises and benefits. So I was like, all right, pass exams, get prizes. I know that kind of life. I was born for this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so four years of public education has made me good at passing exams. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. But um, initially I was drawn by um, the stability, the benefits and um, my interest in probability. Okay, cool. Um, so why did you why did you choose to study math? Like, what were were you just like always good at math, so it just like sort of made sense, or was it like you failed every test, but something <laughs> kept calling you back to it? Well, so I wasn't always good at math. Um, I remember in high school and middle school, I actually wanted to be a violinist, but. Um, I remember it was in high school, I had a lot of fun in my math classes. Mm-hmm. And when I was taking AP Calc, at the very beginning, I was failing hard. Yeah. And so my Calc teacher would give me extra credit points for doing um, extra problems. Mm-hmm. And these extra problems actually came from Math Day at the Beach. Like, wow. that was here. So if you could do a contest problem, you would get five points extra credit applied to something. Mm-hmm. And so it was doing those math day at the beach problems that I was like, wow, this is really fun. This is really creative. And so last minute when I was applying to colleges, I switched my major to uh, math, engineering, physics, that kind of stuff. And that was my intro into math. Wow. And then since then, has it been sort of like doing, uh, getting your master's degree at UCLA and then doing your master's here? Mm-hmm. Has it been sort of more of, was it a similar story where like you were not doing well on a test, but like you had to, like especially in a master's program, like getting a C on a test doesn't happen. <laughs> so was it like, was it a continuous struggle or eventually did it just get easier because you do enough math and it'll 
Well, it, there were some ebbs and flows. Yeah. So at first, um, like for calculus, I was always doing all right. Mm-hmm. Like after AP Calc, for whatever reason. The rest of the calcs were okay for mm-hmm. me. When I first encountered my uh, first proof class, like in real analysis, yeah. that's when things started going down again. But then I was able to pick myself back up and start doing good mm-hmm. um, later on. And then in my final year of LA, I ended up taking grad courses in real analysis. And then it started off all right, but then started getting a little hard. Yeah, yeah. And then when I got here for the masters, I kind of figured out you know, the best study strategy for me. And mm-hmm. things have been going smoothly for the past uh, two years. Nice, uh, yeah. would you mind divulging those secrets for people that are listening that need study <laughs> So um, what helped me really start strong was the summer before I came here, um, Dr. Blair on his website has all the old homeworks for the old classes he taught along with solutions. So before the class started on that summer, I, um, I did them all. So when I was coming here and actually taking the class for real, mm-hmm. I'd had I'd seen everything already because the summer before I had done it. Wow. So, um, yeah, I guess it was that that really got me um, started on the right track here. That's wild. That's <laughs> Hopefully yeah. he's not too mad that we tell everyone this. I, 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 he put it on his website. That's I fair. assume it's Probably for... knowledge. Yeah. I, I, I honestly thought that that's what it was for. <laughs> not just him forgetting to take it down. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it worked out. Well, I guess that's the secret. Practice a lot. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Because yeah. I still had to do it, right? Yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah. So, like, going after after your master's, um, what are you, like, career options were you looking at? Are you planning to go on PhD and doing professorship or PhD and, like, um, in, going into industry? So the dream would be to continue doing research, mm-hmm. you know, so PhD and then going into academia. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm well aware of how difficult yeah. it actually is to find academic jobs. So I would be open to going in the industry, but for right now, the uh, dream would be, you know, professorship, research, teaching. Right. Um, what do you, um, is there a specific field you're looking at for the PhD? Like you. Blair's a topologist and you were drawn to him. Like yeah. you said, you spent a lot of time in real analysis. So is that the world you want to live in for PhD? Um, yeah, broadly speaking, I am mostly interested in low-dimensional topology. So okay. I'm looking into programs with strengths in that. Okay, um, just for someone that doesn't know what that is, what would, what is, like what would the difference like between low-dimensional topology and high-dimensional topology? Oh, so it's um, just studying things in dimensions of two, three, and four. And it would be things like knot theory, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's super rad. <laughs> uh, do you think, so since you're more of a pure person, a pure math person, yeah. um, do you think there's a difference between pure and applied math, or is it sort of like a necessary difference because people need to get certain degrees? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I'm not 100% sure how to answer that. That's fair. I would say in pure math, um, in pure math, things, um, of course, are more proof-focused, whereas yeah. in applied math, typically you maybe mix it with some computational skills and look for projects and applications. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't really know that much. That's, that's, that's fair, yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> question. Um, yeah. As a, so you went through undergraduate in applied and master's in pure. Yeah. Um, someone, like if there's someone coming into college was wondering, what would what is like the coursework between an applied degree and a pure degree look like? So in applied, um, there were more like, computational things so I had to learn some you know C++ MATLAB focus on like numerics and things like that whereas in a pure like everybody has to do abstract algebra you have to do analysis that's super proof heavy yeah so you know that was I thought the main difference pure has a lot more proofs yeah. when applied uh, some coding skills will be necessary um, do you have any current research um, yeah, so I'm finishing up my project with Blair, where I'm extending um, one of his previous papers to create a new definition of what's called goodbye whip. And so I'm still working on that. Um, are you able to tell us anything about what you've done? Um, or is it all confidential? <laughs> no, it's not confidential. It's, uh, it's hard to explain when I'm drawing pictures. And That's everything. fair. That's fair. Well, he's a very... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I can say it's ways to color knot diagrams to give you information about the geometric structure of like the ambient space that the knot is embedded in. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah. And last question, do you have a favorite theorem you can pull up off the top of your head? A favorite, favorite theorem? Um, the mapping class group of the torus is isomorphic to SLPZ. Right. That's a cool one. Uh, is there anything you can tell us about that one? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, one way, so a torus. So a torus is just the skin of a donut. Okay. The mapping class group studies different ways to deform that surface. SL2Z is like a group of matrices mm -hmm. which have um, whole numbers in its entries and which the determinant is equal to one. Okay. And that theorem is saying that the different ways you can deform the skin of a donut can be represented by that group of matrices. Okay, so is there a connection between like a topology and an abstract algebra? Sort yeah, of yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's super rad. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you for giving us some time to do this. It's and my pleasure. Yeah.